I want to give honor to our pastor and our apostle in the house. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Pastor, I just want to say this to you humbly, but when we were while we're praying at some point today, I, I saw you in a chariot. It was solid gold. In one hand, you had riches. And in the other hand, there was a sword. And you were pointing it forward. And you were going full blast. Full blast. And you trampled anything that rose up against you. You just, you just got trampled under your feet. And behind you was an army that was running. We were running full speed ahead. You didn't have to slow down. You didn't have to look back and make sure there was anybody there. We were running after you, full speed ahead. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. It was a lot of riches, too. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. I just have a short word today. When I was writing it out, I knew I was done. And I said, God, you know, I normally have more, more than this. And, and he said, it's okay. But God's already said a lot today. And so it's short. You know, the vision of this ministry, it's, um, it's the vision that's it's it's my vision because I connected with the vision, so it's my vision too. The vision of the ministry is a hundred percent victory, a hundred percent of the time, and it's to take what God put in me, what God's given me, the breakthroughs that I've gotten, and give it to somebody else. Amen. And there's a difference. We were talking about it at prayer this week, and in liking the vision, in believing in the vision. In saying I love the vision, of, of even taking the principles of the vision and putting it to work in my own life. There's a difference in that and really connecting in the spirit with the vision. Because when we've connected with the vision, we allow the Holy Spirit to birth the vision inside of us. I don't have to go somewhere and have somebody help me with the vision. The vision is in me, and it's coming out of me. And so when I'm ministering to somebody, there's not a different vision that comes out of me. It's, it's the vision. It's kind of like I explained it to someone one day. I said, you know, it's like we have Dish Network. You may have cable. You may have DirecTV at home. 
But if you turn on the Disney Channel, you get the Disney Channel. It's a channel 174 on mine. It's probably a different channel on yours. I have a 49-inch TV. You may have a 37-inch TV. You may have a 65-inch TV. So it may look a little bit different. But if you turn on the Disney Channel, you get the Disney Channel every single time. Every single time. It may sound a little bit different if you've got a nice sound system. It may look a little different. It may be on a different channel. But it's coming through the Disney Channel. When we've connected and hooked up with the vision... I may be short, I may be tall, I may be at Freedom 3, I may be at Freedom 1, I may be at Freedom 2, but when I'm hooked up with the vision, the only thing that can come out of me is the vision. It may look a little bit different, it may be bigger or smaller, it may sound a little bit different, but the thing that's coming out from me is the vision. If I'm, if I'm at Walmart and... The Holy Spirit says, just go over and tell that person that you love them. It's not a different vision that comes out of me. It's not Benny Hinn's vision. It's not Kenneth Copeland's vision. Wonderful visions. No problem with those visions. It's not even the ramp vision. Although our kids go there and love that vision. That's not the vision that comes out of us. It's the vision that God's put us in. Because if I'm operating in a different vision then I'm not in the place that God's put me. If God put me here, if God put me here, and I know it, if, even if I kind of think it, it's probably true, then the vision that we've been called to produce, the vision that God purposed in us to produce is the vision he put us under. He didn't put you under Freedom Ministries and said, you know, you really are hooked up with Kenneth Copeland. And so you can produce that vision whenever you're not a Freedom Ministries. That's not what he called us to do. He called us to produce a vision, and there's a part, there's a function in the bride of Christ. There's a part and a function in the body that's for us, that's just for me. We would be in sad, sad shape if our kidneys one, side, one day decided, I don't like being a kidney. I really want to be on the outside of the body and do things. I want to be a finger. If we didn't have kidneys, our bodies would fill up with toxins and we would die. We don't ever think about our kidneys because we don't ever see them, but we need those kidneys. Are we going to die? Every one of us is purposed and destined, predestined to have a function in this body because that's where God puts you. He didn't put you anywhere else. We've been purposed and predestined to have a function and a purpose in this body to make the vision be produced. And when every one of us, the, our kidneys didn't decide, I don't really like Casey. My, oh, thankfully, my kidneys didn't decide, I don't really like Casey. I want to go be a kidney for Jared instead. I like him better. I would, because they're attached to me. They're a part of my body. They don't get to work for somebody else's vision. They get to work for me. Whether they like it or not. If, if my heart, my heart doesn't get to go work for somebody else. My heart pumps my blood. It doesn't pump your blood. And so I'm a part, I'm a piece, I'm a function, I'm a part of the body that God's put me in right here. And there's a function that I have been predestined to perform. It's not to be a part. There's no appendix in the body of Christ that has no function besides just cause trouble. There's a function for every single one of us and a purpose. And if we don't do it, the body lacks. 
If one of my kidneys decides to shut down, thank God I have another one, but I still lack a little bit. If my heart isn't performing very well, I lack. If my heart gets tired and don't want to do it anymore, I'm, I'm in bad shape. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 3. Dr. Mills brought this scripture, and it's one of the ones that really stuck with me. Um, on, on purpose. He said that this is one of the foundational principles. He said, once you've learned John 3.16, you should learn Ephesians chapter 3, verse 9 through 12. You should learn it. Because it's foundational. Excuse me. It says, and to make all men see, starting in verse 9, 3 verse 9. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world has been hid in God, who created all things by Christ Jesus, to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God, according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. That said a lot. That said a lot. So we're going to break it down. First of all, God created every one of us with a purpose. So that we can understand and reveal the mystery that's hidden in God. For what purpose? It's so that the world and all the principalities and powers in heavenly places might know the manifold wisdom of God. It might know that God is Lord. But how does he present this? He says he does it by the church, by me, by you. He says so that the intent is why? Why am I in the fellowship of God? Why am I being connected to him? Why is, is he warning me? The purpose is so that God can be revealed by me, by the church. And my purpose, the purpose of the church can be revealed in my own purpose. According to the eternal purpose, which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. One thing I've been praying about over the last couple of weeks is that I see that there are many people, I don't know how many, many, who come and who don't really feel like they truly have an understanding of their purpose and their place in the body. And that's a lack for the ministry. It's a lack in their life because we don't really ever achieve fulfillment in our own life until we understand why we're here, what our purpose is. And it's a lack in the body as well because if, if my full belief system about myself is I'm just barely struggling to make it, if that's the end, and the end of my faith is God help me, not sin today. There's a time when we first get saved where we, where we live like that, but that's not where God called us to live. If, if I look at, if I come to prayer and I say, oh my God, I can't ever, these people are so holy. They must speak in tongues for, well, even while they sleep. We had, a, we had some kids at youth that came to our house one time and were surprised that we had a TV. Because they believe we're so, we're so holy. We're, we're, we're outside the regular realm of holy. And, and, and we live in a different world. In, in the world, you, in, in 
whatever, I don't know, I don't even know what to call it. They would call it cognitive dissonance, where I'm really kind of detached your reality from my reality. What applies to you does not apply to me. Elder Barbara is, is Elder Barbara. Elder Barbara hears from God. Elder Barbara is anointed and a teacher. I can never, ever, ever achieve what Elder Barbara has achieved because I'm me. That's called cognitive dissonance, where I've just disconnected your reality from mine, and I think that different rules apply to both of us. I think that you live in a different world, and my world is I'm doing the best I can do to just, get, to just make it to church on Sunday morning. You don't have to raise your hand if you live there, but we know we, we know you live. We know some of us live there. We know that some of us live there, but that's not where God has called us to live. God hasn't and God hasn't called us to just come to church and just try our very best to make it to heaven by the skin of our teeth. Just try our very best not to get back in sin today. Just try our very best just to be just to feel like we're okay. Maybe, maybe if I'm feeling really bad, I want to come and, and kind of draw and have somebody prophesy over me so I feel a little bit better about myself and can make it through another week. That's not the life that God's called us to live because that's not an overcoming life. That's not 100% victory 100% of the time. That's not reproducing the vision inside of myself. That is, I'm, I'm needy. Which is, I mean, you know, we're, we're needy from time to time. But we don't live in need. And Paul went on to say in Ephesians, the very next verse, if you can put up 3 verse 13. I just love it. When I saw it, it was one of those light bulb moments. 3.13. He says, Wherefore I desire that you faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. Another translation says, Don't lose heart over what I go through and the price that I paid for you. So we can't look at pastor who says, I pray for 12 hours a day. We can't look at Elder Barbara who prays however many hours a day she prays. We can't look at the people who come for four, five, six days a week and lay on this altar for hours and hours and dismay and be disheartened because we can't achieve what because we feel like we can't ever do that. That's what Paul is saying. He says, don't be disheartened. Don't faint at what I go through for the purpose that God has put in me because God's put in you a different purpose. Perhaps one day you'll be, God will ask of you that. That's why Dr. Clutzy said, I fa- you know, he fasts all the time. He says, but don't try it. Don't just decide in your mind, I want to go try it because I want to be spiritual. Don't try that. You hear from God and God will give you grace for whatever God has asked of you to do. Don't dismay if you can't give $1,000 in the offering when you can give 10. Don't dismay. Don't be disheartened. Don't faint at what God has asked another person to do because God's asked a purpose out of you. If you were a kidney... On the kidneys today. If you were a kidney in the body, you would faint if God asked you to be an eye. Because you can't see. Kidneys don't, don't see. You'd have a problem there. But, God, but there's no, that's not the purpose of the kidney. 
The purpose of the kidney is to do what the kidney does. The purpose of the eye is to do what the eye does. And so God's saying to us, to every one of us who are trying to see, who are just in, in that dismay, in that belief of, I can't do that. I just, I, the best I can do is just come to church here and hope that maybe somebody prophesies over me and hope that maybe something works for me and just hope that maybe I can just get a little bit of God, enough to last me through this week and I don't go back to drugs and alcohol or back to my ex who beat me or whatever trial I'm in the middle of in my life. Just, just have enough. That's not where God's called us. God has a, there's not a, there's not a, I'm either here or I'm here. There's a fit place for every one of us and a purpose that God has preordained and predestined for you to perform. The body needs you. You need to be in the right place of the body in your, in your perfect place of what God's called you to do. We can't look over here and say, oh my God, I can never be as holy as these people who pray all the time. First of all, you you can be, but that's not the point. The point is, what did God ask you to do? Because you, if, when you do what God's asked you to do, he counts it as righteous, it's just as righteous. All I'm responsible of doing is, ask, is doing what God asked me to do. Not what God asked pastor to do, or elder to do, or pastor Cindy to do, or evangelist Timmy. I'm not responsible to do all those things. I'm responsible to do what God asked me to do. Only me. And whatever pastor asks me to do, because I'm submitted to my leadership, which is still God asking me to do something. So that that's the revelation that I'm that I'm that I'm really going after in the body is that is that we can move out of this place of I don't really know if I fit in here. I don't know if if this is, I, I love this church. I love the spirit that's here, but I don't know how to connect because I don't know how to become that. But that's not maybe what God has called you to be, especially not right now, because if it was, you would have connected. God has a purpose for you, an anointing in that purpose. That was what I said when I got up at the very beginning of the year that my vision for Freedom Ministries is that there is an anointed person who's taken their anointing for every single position in Freedom Ministries. It may be that all you do is get some snacks and give it to the person who's over Children's Church. It may be that you're responsible for just making sure that there's a little bit of Capri Sun and some cookies for the nursery. But do it under the anointing. Be anointed as you do it. And when you've done it, you've fulfilled all righteousness, all of it. Because when you obey God, you fulfill all righteousness. Just as if God had asked you to pray for 12 hours. Just as if. And you did it. Just as if that had happened. We do what God asks us to do. It's 2 Corinthians 10, 12. I'm going to read it really quickly. You don't have to, to turn there or put it up. It says, For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. They're foolish. God says it's foolish to compare yourself to another person. It's foolish to compare yourself to another ministry. It's foolish to comp- for a kidney to compare itself to the lungs and say, I don't do what they do. It's foolish for my heart to compare itself to my fingernails and say, I don't, I can't ever be a fingernail because that's not its purpose. Hmm. We're going to read on Ephesians chapter three, verse 14. 
I'll read the next few verses. It says, for this cause, for what cause? It's for this cause, he's saying, don't faint at what God's asked me to do for you. Don't, don't be dismayed and be disheartened because of all I go through for you. Because this is my purpose. My purpose is to be on my knees, praying unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant for you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. He says, don't dismay over what God didn't ask you to do this. God asked me to be on my knees in prayer over you. That's what God asked me to do. God asked you to do something else. But God asked me to pray that you be strengthened and able to perform your purpose. God didn't ask for everybody in the church to pray that somebody else be strengthened according to their purpose. He asked you to do your purpose and he asked for some to pray that all can be, that people can have all righteousness fulfilled in them and operate according to their purpose. He says for what Well, for what purpose is that? Why is he doing that? That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints. Now, see, there it is. All saints, when you've done your part, when you've just listened to the Holy Spirit, when you've looked and found a place where you fit that is yours and you do it with all of your heart, it may just be cleaning. There's no... There's, there's not a little thing. The church has to be cleaned. If the church, if people came in, visitors came in, and the church was dirty, there was Kleenexes everywhere, and, and it was a mess, they may not be saved because of what they experienced when they came in. It's, it's, it's all an anointing. He says, but if you do it, he said, that, and that's why I pray over you, is that you can have your purpose fulfilled in you. And if you do it, you are going to be able to comprehend with all the saints the same ones that are praying 12 hours, the same ones that are out doing street ministry for hours and who spend all their time baking things and days getting prepared for street ministry, the same ones who give their life in many different ways, and the children. Miss Liz, I think, gets to come to service once a month. She gives her life for that. Amen? But, we get, but you, you, every one of you, look at me, you, Get to comprehend all, all that any other person in this ministry gets to comprehend with all the saints. What is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height? And to know the love of Christ, which passeth all knowledge, that ye may be filled in all the fullness of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We just got to praise God over the fact that I get it all. I get all of it when I only do what God asked me to do. And here's the thing. When my focus shifts off of, oh, my God, I just, I, today, God, I just, I want a cigarette so bad. Today, I just, I'm just, I'm over it today. I'm over it today. I'm sad and I'm depressed and I don't want to do this anymore. And I want to go back to whatever it was I did in the world that made me feel better about myself. I want to go back to it today. If we come in here and we say, I'm just not good enough, I'm just not good enough. When we're in, when that mentality comes against us, the only thing we're asked to do is obey God. It's to do what the purpose that God put in me. That's it. 
Isn't, isn't there freedom in that? I'm not required. For me to feel like I'm a spiritual good Christian who's profitable for the kingdom of God, I'm not required to do all that. But if I can shift my focus off of all of these problems and where I'm living at and turn it to what is my purpose today, God? You know, I do feel like this. I do feel down. I feel depressed. I feel like I don't even want to get out of bed. I feel like I want to run back to everything I used to have in the world. I do feel like that. But God, just what... I'm, I can't do everything in the world, God. I'm not the mo- I don't feel like I'm the most spiritual person in the world. I look in the mirror and I don't see how I can do anything. But what I can do is just whatever you tell me to do right now. What, can, what do you tell me to do right now, God? Do you tell me just to go ahead and get out of bed anyway? I'm going to get out of bed anyway. Okay, I can do that. Then you know the battle's still on my mind, so maybe I just put on some praise and worship music today. And I'm going to pray and say, God, what is it that you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And that's it. That's it. And when my mind, when my focus is off of God, I just, the sin, it keeps coming back on me. The temptation keeps coming back on me. Do you know that when we shift our focus, it's one of those things that doesn't happen like where I notice the temptation's gone. It's one of those things that when my focus has shifted, I find myself waking up one day and thinking, I ain't even wanting to even think about that in months. Because I ain't even thinking about that anymore. I'm focused on what is my purpose and doing my purpose with everything that's in me. If my purpose is helping with the food, then, you know, I can get up in the morning and think, okay, what's going on at church this week? Do, 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 do. Sister Cindy, I hear that you have pain in his presence. Can I make something? What would you, is there, are the desserts covered? I'm going to make some, I'm going to make a dessert. Sister Julie, I hear that there's a Women of Power conference coming up. Can I make, I'm just going to make some food. There's nothing going on in church this week. Pastor, I'm on my way. I made dinner for your whole family. I'm, I'm coming. That's how we operate. We just operate in our purpose. And in the times where we feel like we're, we're being lost, we're losing we find our purpose and we operate in that. We don't fight. We don't, we don't fight. We fight a different fight. We don't say, God, take this desire for sin out of me. Take the sin out of me. Take the sin out of me. We repent and then we move on and we go after our purpose in God. Amen. Mm, hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when we get that vision that it's being reproduced inside of us, when I'm really connected with the vision, then whatever my purpose is, is going to be coming out of that. Does that make sense? When I connect and say, I'm a part of this vision, I want to live in 100% victory 100% of the time, don't have a clue how. I look at these saints, these elders, these people who lead my cell group, and I see that there ain't no way I could ever live a life like them. How in the world can I do it? I connect with the vision and I say, Holy Ghost, I'm a part of Freedom Ministries. I'm a part of the vision of 100% victory, 100% of the time. I'm a part of the vision that says, if you've done anything at all in me, God, I can go and put that into somebody else. I'm a part of that purpose and I'm a part of that vision and I'm a part of that ministry. Now, what can I do today, Holy Ghost? I ain't messing with all the temptations. I ain't messing with all my kids being crazy. I ain't messing with my husband who's 
who's being ugly to me today. I ain't messing with all the people who are coming against me, the family telling me that you don't belong in that church. Why don't you go to a different church? I ain't messing with all of that other stuff. Maybe I'll mess with all that other stuff some other time, but this particular moment, this particular moment, I'm saying, all of that stand right over there, Holy Ghost. What do you want me to do today? Do you want me to go to prayer today? Maybe I, I maybe only be able to last 15 minutes at the prayer, but I'm going to go to the prayer. If you say go to the, I'm going to the prayer. I'm going to stay as long as I can pray. One of them days, one of them days, not going to be praying two hours, three hours like the rest of them. But right now I'm going to go do my 15 minutes. Amen. We wake up and say they need something baked for street ministry. I'm going to go bake something for street ministry. I'm going to take it to Sister Brandy. I'm, I'm going to be a part. We get up and we, and we do. Amen. We get up and we do. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God has preordained every single one of you, lots of people that aren't here, to be a part of the vision. And that means that you have a function and a purpose. Every part of our body has a function and a purpose. And every part of this body has a function and a purpose. Amen? You all do. It's not all to do one thing. It's not all you're not good enough. If you, don't, if you just wake up in the morning and you can't see yourself being at the prayer. It's not all it's because God has a function and a purpose for you. Amen.